0: Good morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday. Actually, a little bit of a gray, drizzly Thursday morning for Torch Report 442, How Weaponized AI Hurts Us All. Today, we're going to be taking a closer look... At how these machines are being programmed to actually perpetrate harm upon humanity. Now, if you've been with me for a while, uh, you know I've written a lot about the threat of weaponized AI. And uh, how we might one day be peacefully enslaved by machines. How using this technology to silence political dissent and reprogram humanity gives the ruling class elites the secret global cabal the capacity for total tyranny, total global control. And, you know, I wrote Hackable Animals, the book Hackable Animals, your guide to the Great Reset and the New World Order is, of course, available on Amazon. If you're local, I'd be happy to give you a print autographed copy as well. But I wrote Hackable Animals to sound the alarm and thread all of these threats together and demonstrate how AI enabled surveillance like social listening, sentinel surveillance, the algorithmic social interventions, all of these are prodding us into a techno dystopian hell that the ruling class elites call future Earth. For those in the know, you know, the threat could not be more clear, but the majority of Americans and humanity at large. Still remain just woefully unaware of what's going on. That's kind of why I want to dig into it a little bit here today. What's more, friends, you know, most people really still have very little comprehension. Of just how powerful these intelligent machines have become and the uh, the many progressive ways in which this AI is already being used. I mean, it's everywhere right now. People hear about Chat GPT and all the spin-offs and all that, but that's that is just the tip of the iceberg, you know. While a lot of people are, you know, it kind of seems like they're trying to keep their heads in the sand about all this, or trying to pretend that ignorance is bliss, the threat of weaponized AI is growing greater and greater by. Body- by the day. And in the end, there really is no greater threat than that threatens us all, that threatens the future of humanity, humanity than the, uh, the weaponized AI. The whole of humanity is currently directly under assault by those who are wielding this technology for their own selfish gain and to push their own commie fascist political agenda. The question I want to start out with today is... How powerful is it? I mean, how smart are these machines? How powerful is this artificial intelligence? And I, I wanted to start out with a little visual here. I put a chart in from the uh, Visual Capitalist. It shows the many ways that AI is already outpacing human performance. It's pretty fascinating. If you look at it, I mean, the, you know, AI has been outperforming humans in handwriting recognition, image recognition, reading comprehension, language understanding, and more since at least 2018. Okay, this has been going on. They've been developing it for decades, and we've talked about that. But that chart indicates the AI has actually been dominating human beings, dominating the human capacity to perform in these areas for at least the last five years. Okay, and The the article there goes on to say that it's getting better fast. Quote, thanks to revolutions in computing power, data availability, and better algorithms, AI models are faster, have bigger data sets to learn from, and are optimized for efficiency compared to even a decade ago. Period. End quote. So we're talking about AI dominating uh, human performance in the last five years, but they're talking about... Have they been working on these uh, models for over a decade, right? So I I believe that the rise of AI is going to prove to be a turning point in human history, kind of obviously, right? To state the obvious. But on the current trajectory right now, I think that AI, you know, it's going to have some good and some bad, but it's more likely on the current trajectory, it's going to lead toward global tyranny uh, than than any potential positive outcome. And I want to explain why I believe this. You might be wondering, Luke, what the hell are you talking about? What evidence do you have to think that we're going to be peacefully enslaved by machines? And that's exactly what I want to make clear to you today. So for all of the hype, about how this powerful new technology is going to bring rapid advancements in medicine and, and healthcare, and, and how it can make supply lines and manufacturing and warehousing more efficient than ever before, and how it's going to enrich our lives in ways that are, you know, as yet uh, completely unimaginable. We can't even begin to fathom how AI might positively manifest in our lives. But despite all of that, there are some dark undertones, one in particular that gets often overlooked, and that is the subjective fallacies of the human mind. These algorithms, these smart machines, this weaponized AI is being programmed by subjective, fallible human beings. Now, science.org offers a very fascinating look into this. I was... Uh, there's an article that caught my eye out this morning. I was digging around in this AI a little bit. And the the science.org article f- uh, talks about the thinking kind of behind the scene, the thinking that feeds into the programming of these algorithms. What are these computer programmers thinking? So after the, the scientists champion the fact that these machines have been trained on billions of words from books and news articles and Wikipedia... The, uh, the authors go on to lament the fact that AI still makes, quote, dumb mistakes, <laughs> end quote. All right. So, you know, they've been trained on billions of words and books and news articles and Wikipedia, and now it still makes dumb mistakes. Like, come on, computer, get with the program. So, I, I mean, I don't want to just casually dismiss these dumb mistakes entirely, but I do want to point out that the claiming these machines are making dumb mistakes that's often just a euphemism for giving the wrong answers <laughs> all right so these these programmers are like oh man this ai is making a bunch of dumb mistakes right because it's giving the wrong answers to questions on race and gender and all of these other woke topics for example a 2018 Project called the Gender Shades Project, they found that the accuracy of gender identification uh, for commercial face recognition software and all this stuff it dropped from ninety percent effective to sixty-five percent effective for dark skin. Dark skin. Women's faces. Okay, so obviously the machines are racist because this artificial intelligence must be racist if they can't, you know, they can't recognize dark-skinned women's faces. Okay, they don't appreciate all the gender shades. Okay, according to the 2018 project. Now you may recall a uh, a couple years back. If you've been into AI or you're just, you know, into the news, you may recall when Facebook had to make a public apology because their AI algorithms had been labeling black people as primates. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of funny, right? You're probably not supposed to laugh at that, but come on! I mean, they had to apologize. I mean, the New York Times was raking them over the coal. Look at these racist algorithms calling black people primates. Oh, my gosh! And uh, as it turns out, uh, evidently Facebook didn't get the memo, because in 2018... Google was being harassed for the very, very same issue, you know, labeling black people as primates. They have a, a significant drop in face recognition and dark skin complexion, okay? So the way that Google fixed this problem, how they solved the problem of the racist algorithms, was by removing the gorillas from its image labeling AI models. Ha, <laughs> ha, Okay, friends, it's uh, it's clearly no laughing matter, and it's clearly not an isolated issue. Google fixed the problem, they just took the gorillas out of the AI model, that way there wasn't any mistake there. But the point needs to be teased out here a little bit. You know, the point is that the algorithms, these intelligent machines, these glorious new artificial intelligence, you know, stuff, it's only as smart as the data sets that they're trained on, okay? It's only as smart as the programmers, right? And, and if you change the data, or you change the way that it's trained, then you change the output of the algorithms, and this is how the woke programmers can tweak the machines to get whatever the hell answer or output they want. What we don't want to have the al- racist algorithms uh, labeling black people as primates. We're just going to take the primates out of the equation. There you have it, problem solved, friends. But can you see the problem with this solution? Can you? You know, there there are dozens, if not hundreds of tech startups right now. It's kind of this hot new niche industry. These tech startups are building data sets to train the AI on everything from, you know, how do I read faces to how to identify tumors. I mean, it's not all good. It's not all bad, right? But this this new niche market for, we got to train these algorithms not to be racist. We need to train them to be woke, essentially, right? Uh, it, it It's... I I guess, you know, you can appreciate the ambition and the contribution to the advancement of technology when people create uh, a data set that allows artificial intelligence to identify a tumor. That's good, okay? But it's being used for lots of other things. I think it would be very foolish to lose sight of the human element in all of this. And I believe this passage from science.org is very telling. It says, and I quote... The AI field is starting to value the unglamorous work of developing the training and test data that make up benchmarks, says this guy named Bowman, who has constructed more than a dozen of these so-called benchmarks. And he goes on to say, data work is changing quite a bit. He, it's gaining legitimacy. Data work is changing. It's not glamorous, but it's changing. It's gaining legitimacy, period, end quote. So the questions that came up for me when I read that were, well, how exactly are they going about all of this unglamorous work? And and what exactly is the significance of all these so-called benchmarks? And I want to offer you a little clue here. Evidently, there was an AI startup called Hugging Face. Now, who the hell names their business Hugging Face? I don't know. But the AI startup Hugging Face was very frustrated with the output from the existing benchmarks, Uh, (laughs) as previously noted here, right? So now they've decided to pioneer a new and improved way to train the AI. So the racist algorithm stopped labeling black people as primates, okay? Hugging Face... And many others, they're now you know, deploying hordes of woke internet users. They're actually paying these woke internet users to aid in the training of AI by helping the machines recognize the quote-unquote sentiment of a sentence. You know, for example, you know, uh, they don't want anything that might be, you know, uh, mean or hate speech. I mean, these these woke Internet users are helping the machines learn to recognize the sentiment of the sentence. And, of course, that means that these benchmarks continue to evolve. And what that looks like in practice, we can just read it right out of the article here. It says, you know what? We test these models for social biases, Uh which has drawn a wave of interest since the Gender Shades Project, right? So referring back to that one where it couldn't uh, recognize women's faces with dark complexion. Okay. So that that caused this wave of interest in the uh, Gender Shades project. So now we've got new benchmark models for testing social biases. And one of its data sets is a collection of hundreds of thousands of toxic comments gathered from a news site commenting platform. It's split into eight domain eight domains depending on the insulted demographic okay so they're 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 scraping hundreds of thousands of toxic comments from a vast right-wing extremist sort of website and then they're splitting it up into domains and they're training these machines to to identify the different toxic comments depending on the insult the demographic whether they're black or white or christian or muslim or lgbtq etc the modelers can look for blind spots by training a model on the whole set of data and then testing it against another portion, you know, for example, they say identifying toxic comments against muslims. period end quote. <laughs> Friends, do we do we even have to speculate how this woke influence might impact The rapidly accelerating use of artificial intelligence, I mean, it's rolling out everywhere, right? But now we've got social bias, we've got toxic comments and insulted demographics. We know that these are the hallmarks of the collective hive mind. And these sentiments are being programmed into incomprehensibly complex machines that are being used to deliver predetermined progressive outcomes. In essence it's like woke speech good hate speech bad and now that the ai has been properly trained on woke speech versus hate speech the algorithms are going to be able to take care of all that they'll be able to tidy up public discord doors nice and nice and tidy but Wait, friends. There's more. <laughs> Researchers have also designed benchmarks that not only test for the blind spots like social biases, toxic comments, and insulted demographics, but also whether or not these uh, uh they whether or not. The benchmarks contain social stereotypes. So now they're training the AI to look for embedded stereotypes in models uh, in a bunch of different categories like race and gender. So we do know now for sure that AI is being trained. To detect social biases, toxic comments, insulted demographics, social stereotypes, and other subjective categories such as race and gender. There is no question that these programmers are clearly woke. Programmers gone woke, like that. And their new benchmarks are rapidly training these machines to seek out and destroy anything they disapprove of. So the question obviously is what could possibly go wrong? You know now, I'm gonna take a little tangent here real quick. You know, those of you who know me, you know that occasionally I like to dork out on words, and I'm keen to picking up patterns in language and all of that and so, as I was reading about how these AI models are being weaponized against logic and common sense. The word benchmark kept popping up over and over again. Benchmark. Ben- what the hell is these so-called benchmarks? It's like, that's a familiar word. It's just ringing in the back of my mind. I knew I'd seen it before. And so, on a hunch, I did a little sleuthing. And I discovered that the World Economic Forum, i.e. the, the brain center of the global cabal, they have uh, benchmarks For damn near everything. Okay, the WEF has a benchmark for everything from smart cities to the global. Gender gap and the WEF references these benchmarks over four thousand one hundred eighty times. Four thousand one hundred eighty times on their website, and I put a little screenshot in here just to give you a little taste. Friends, hey, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetortureport.com. Check out Report four forty two, and you can see the spiffy screenshot. You'll see policy benchmarks and financial benchmarks and benchmarking the transition and you know the uh, the benchmarking tool and benchmarking the parity between women. And- Men and on and on and on. And while it's intriguing that they have all these benchmarks on such a wide variety of topics, what I want to hone in on and what I highlighted there in the screenshot is the fact that the WEF's policy benchmarks are training and tracking the state of technology governance in cities. Okay, they've got a benchmark for the technology governance in cities. And it reminds me of a report I did here uh, back in June of last year. It was on global digital governance. Okay, It's right there on the WEF website, but it also is on the UN website, the WHO website. Okay, But uh, digital governance works by using behavioral prompts. So, it prompts you to do something, answer a question, do this, don't do that. Or they make it difficult for you to do something they don't want you to do. They make it easy to do something they want you to do. But they use behavioral prompts to train the public to act according to the whims of the state. That's the skinny on that, friends. There's a lot more to it, but ultimately, it all culminates in a global digital government wherein algorithms are used to monitor and manipulate public behavior with unparalleled precision, based on, of course, the, the woke benchmarks of the ruling class elites and the collective hive mind, right? So they've got, they've got this ability to monitor and manipulate public behavior. They just have to have the right benchmarks to make sure people are doing what they want them to do. Can you say New World Order? Friends, the UN offers a uh, a nice launching pad for you to explore this new global digital government. You can illuminate yourself. Uh, they note that governments worldwide are cognizant of the power that they now wield, and they can now use this power to forcefully implement Agenda 2030. Uh, you can go check it out there and see it for yourself. I've... I've I've talked about how this leads directly to total global control and tyranny. Uh, Link there in the report if you want to do that. My friends, what I want you to see here is that it's not just the behavioral prompts and the algorithmic censorship that are training and shaping your personal beliefs. That's not all that should concern you here. It's, it's how they restrict the information you receive and change the language that you use in order to facilitate behavioral change. It's happening at the global level. It's the subconscious taming and transformation of human consciousness that, that is currently hijacking the minds of humanity. Friends, it's happening. Zoinks, it's happening now. These changes, are being driven by weaponized AI. They are allowing the global elites to wrangle humanity into the various agendas, to replace local representative government with the brute force of mob rule. They call it global democracy. But in reality, this is the death of freedom forever. Once the machines have mastered making us slaves. Once they've successfully conditioned the human mind into submissive compliance, once the whole of humanity has been subconsciously tamed, there is no escaping the mental prison. The masses will believe their collective sacrifices are for the greater good. They will sacrifice their free speech, their mobility, food selection, and self-sovereignty. They will eat bugs, own nothing, and be happy. They will live under total surveillance and be punished anytime they step out of line. They will be sterilized and re-educated and reprogrammed all in the name of the greater good. And eventually, friends, mark my words, someday anyone who refuses to submit will be sacrificed. Of course, for the sake of the greater good. But the algorithms, they're going to be indifferent because they don't know any better. I mean, after all, friends, they were trained that way. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please go to the website, find the little heart, click the heart, give me some love, subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this thrilling thought for both Thursday, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.